When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Nerd Dad Podcast. Oh, Dad, you're embarrassing me again. Did I do that? Hey, thanks for tuning in. I am that Nerd Dad. I appreciate you stopping by for a short 15, 20-minute visit. Got some fun stuff to talk about today. Going to talk about fitted sheets. Always an exciting topic. Uh, Going to talk about COVID and Easter. Want to go on a bit of a COVID rant. Um, and then, of course, we got our very popular segment, Shit You May Have Missed. So, first up, fitted sheets. Okay, so this is a bit of a life hack that I discovered um, through happenstance. Some might call it fate. I like to sleep uh, with a sheet. It's my preference. I, like to, I, I, I feel like I run hot at night, so I like to be cold. But I like the, the little cuddle action. I like the little cuddle action, so I... I typically would put a light sheet on. One day, I uh, I just grabbed a sheet from the, probably doing laundry, just grabbed a sheet. Didn't realize I'd grabbed a fitted sheet. And that was a game changer. Because one, I was too lazy to go back and swap it out. So I thought, eh, this will be fine. Turns out not only was it just fine, changed my life. Because... The fitted sheet kind of hugs you. It's a bit, bit like a sleeping bag. Your feet get nestled in there. It wraps around your feet nice and tight. feels like you're being tucked in. Um, and then it kind of clings to you, but in a nice way, because it's a nice, light, airy sheet. So it's going to sound crazy. But if you like to sleep with a sheet, try a fitted sheet. Life hack. Life hack with Joe. Easter. Easter came and went. Um, Easter is an interesting thing, right? First off, I I don't like what it does to kids because um, it's just based around sugar. I know it's supposed to be about Jesus and things of that nature, but we're not a religious household, so let's let's address that. Let's talk about that. I was I was raised Christian. I had uh, been to first communion. Uh, confessed many times, just lying my teeth off. And uh, I've gone through kind of all the sacraments, I think, except for the death one. I think that's the only one that happens at the end. Uh, but otherwise, I've been through them. When we went to get married, uh, my wife and I, uh, who my wife also, born and raised Christian, Catholic, I'm not really sure the difference. We made a conscious decision, not to get married in a Catholic church or have a religious ceremony. So we have been kind of on the outskirts of religion. We still celebrate the holidays because they're fun. Why not? Um, and that's that was part of our childhood. So for our kids, we're doing very much the same. Santa and Christmas and Easter Bunny. and But we haven't had 
any sort of religious conversation with them yet. It's bound to happen, right? Like eventually they're going to say, well, why does the Easter Bunny come? Uh, or why do we have Christmas? And I like to think that I'm not going to have some sort of smart-ass response that I will take it seriously. Because I I would identify myself as something of a, I believe the phrase I've, I've found over the years is agnostic atheist. Atheism is, they do not believe there is a God. They are, they are certain. There is no God. That's an atheist. I'm not so certain that there's not a God. But I don't believe there is one. So an agnostic is more open up to spiritualness. Um, and they kind of settle on, I don't know. And that's their def- preferred view. But as agnostic atheist, my preferred view is, I don't think there's a God, but I can't definitively say. I'm open-minded. Obviously, there could be some great being afterwards. Nobody knows for sure, um, is, is what I'm saying. And at some point in time, we're going to have to have some sort of a religious conversation with our kids. I realize I've left the Easter Bunny picture up way too long. At some point in time, we're going to have to have a religious conversation with our children. And I think the approach we're going to have to handle is to be as factual as we can. To give them every opportunity to either find their spirituality, God bless them, pardon the expression, if they do, or let them go the opposite way. Let them decide there is no God, I'm not going to worry about it, it's not... Not something I can care about. I think the foundation of all of it, though, is is the moral compass and the moral upbringing that you establish within your children. No matter what it is, teach them thou shalt not kill. Maybe don't use thou shalt not kill if you're not much of a Bible person, but teach them do not kill. Teach them do not steal. Teach them to try to be honest and hardworking. Even though hardworking, I don't think is in the Bible per se. It probably should be a commandment. Um, it's one of my commandments. Thou shalt work hard. I will make sure my kids know that. Um, but I think the, the the moral foundation is if you are a good person or you believe you are a good person, you are going to try and instill those values in your children, whether or not there's a, a greater power looking over your shoulder the whole time, taking notes as to whether or not you get into heaven. I've really went away off the rails on this Easter talk, but it's, I will say it is a little uncomfortable sometimes for myself to be uh, celebrating these religious holidays without a real solid um, appreciation for where they came from. So am I a hypocrite? Yes, absolutely. Am I dismissive of religion? No, I will never dismiss someone's religion or their belief. I actually am at times envious of those who are able to maintain a relationship with, with God. And I'm using air quotes and I apologize if that's offensive, but I I am, I am envious of those who kind of have that relationship with God and that they are, they're so comfortable with it and they're so sure of it. Um, I, I just, I just can't, I just can't somewhere around the age of 16, 
I started to lose it. And then by the time I was like 20, it was gone. It was gone. And that, that ship had sailed. So as happens a lot with my kind of meandering thoughts, I don't have much else to say on this topic. Um, it's just, it, it, it's an, it's a, it's another one of those challenges that we face, right? Where, and, and I know other religions go through this as well, where they have Christianity kind of shoved down their throat 24 hours a day, uh, 365 days a year, that even non-Christians celebrate Christmas. They, you know, they have an affinity for Santa. There's a Christmas tree. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with a little good old-fashioned consumerism. Now I'm going to segue out of here, though, on the consumerism part, because there's nothing wrong with a little fashioned consumerism, unless it's at the expense of someone's life. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about COVID here, so bear with me as I go on a bit of a rant. I, uh, I am done talking about COVID. Um, and I am, I'm even more done with the dissenters of COVID. Um, we have lost way too many lives. We have lost way too much time. We have fought each other way too much, um, as a society over this topic is it deadly yes does it slow the transmission by wearing masks yes should we try to keep our safe distance and sanitize as much as humanly possible yes i don't think those are in dispute but they kind of are because people take issue with the, what they represent. People take issue with the fact that uh, you're wearing a mask or making it mandatory is restricting some sort of freedom. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely restricting your freedom. But we make these little sacrifices on a daily basis anyways. I want to drive a car. I have to wear a seatbelt to protect myself as well as others. And you might say, well, how does you wearing a seatbelt protect others? Well, if you get in a car crash and you have to go to the hospital, you have now affected our healthcare system, which is something I help pay for. Now, in Canada, that's one thing. In the U.S., it might be your insurance premiums go up in the neighborhood if there's a whole bunch of accidents and people are flying out of windshields. But we do it. So I, I don't understand why this, this seems to be the line in the sand of um, freedom. The next thing that people are getting hot over is uh, the vaccine. Should you get it? Yes. Get the first one they offer it to you. If they tell you it will reduce your likelihood of getting COVID by 70, 80%, take it. Take it now. Take it immediately. If they say you have to carry a passport around, carry it. I don't care. I don't care. Don't care. Don't care that is affecting your freedom. If we had all taken this seriously enough to begin with, we might not be in this position. But we didn't. Now we're here. 
So if the government says we need to carry around a passport to make sure that we can go see a movie, I'll carry around a passport to go see a movie. I don't care that you don't like it. Not my concern. My concern is the well-being of myself and my family. And I'll be honest, I will be carrying my passport around. I will, will proudly show it. Uh, I will uh, I will make damn sure that I enjoy it at the expense of those who don't want to because of their freedom. Because ironically enough, they're going to be restricted. They won't have the freedom to do what they want because they refuse to abide by a silly rule. Is it a slippery slope? Yeah, probably. Do I think it'll be here forever? No, I don't. I think this is an interim solution. I think this is a let's get needles in arms. Let's make sure that if you go out for the next 12 months after this, you're, everyone is safe and protected. And then once they're comfortable that they have herd immunity and that the globe is comfortable that we have kind of a global herd immunity, then I think the passports start to go away. I think this is a temporary thing um, because nobody wants this. No one wants the inconvenience of having to do it or carry it around or prove that you aren't ill. Politicians won't want to do it because there's no way anybody's getting reelected, whether you're conservative, liberal, whatever, and no one's getting reelected for this. Um, it is going to be a plug the nose and vote kind of situation the next time that comes around. So if you are an anti-masker, an anti-vaxxer, I don't care. I just don't care about your lack of freedom. I care about the safety of others. Has the lockdown been a disaster? Yeah. And we should hold all of our government officials accountable to it. But stop attacking private citizens. They, they're not the ones making the rules. They're just trying to abide by them and keep everyone safe. You got beef with the rules? Take it up with your leadership. Leave the private citizens alone. Stop the Twitter nonsense. Stop the Instagram nonsense. Stop trying to prove a point and prove that you're better than everyone else. Talk to the leadership. Hound the leadership. Harass the leadership if you have to. Leave the rest of us alone. It's time for shit you may have missed. Netflix has bought the Knives Out sequels for $450 million. Could you imagine investing half a billion dollars in two movies? Murder mystery movies? Half a billion. You know what I see? I see Netflix prices going up in the not-too-distant future. I'll be there for you. Because the friends are getting back together for a reunion special. That's been well documented. But after numerous COVID delays, they're actually filming this week. And I got to be honest, I am nervous as hell about what this is going to do to the friends legacy. I like friends. I thought friends ended on a good note. I, uh, some of these reunion specials have been hit and miss. So consider being worried on this one. And finally, in Batman news, the Batman will be set on Earth 2, which is an interesting move for the franchise. Um, 
it almost sounds like they're going to try and maintain the Snyderverse by doing this and making this happen on a separate realm of reality. Um, for those of you who don't know, Earth 2 is an exact replica of Earth, just with minor differences. Um, so that way the franchises may be able to create a bit of a multiverse. It also allows Zack Snyder, if they are able to convince him slash give him enough money to continue with his series, um, it allow his to remain on Earth 1 and then Earth 2 can be this whole Robert Pattinson Batman thing. And then who the hell knows, maybe they'll work in the Michael Keaton thing. And there's, there's a lot to play with here. So um, this is an interesting move, though. That's it. That's the episode. Uh, I want to thank you for, for listening. Uh, as always, I greatly appreciate it. I really can't thank you enough. Um, this has been every week. This is the best part of my whole week. Not spending time with my family or my kids. This this is the highlight of my week every week. Um, getting to talk to talk to you and share some share some stories and some fun. Um, this week's episode may sound may have sounded a little different. You may have noticed. Um, I recorded it in a slightly different environment. I used a slightly different program, and I'm I am toying with the format a little bit. So you can expect kind of minor changes. Um, over the next couple of weeks, I hope you enjoy them and uh, you don't hate them too much. If you do, let me know, and you know maybe I'll maybe I'll go back to it. But uh, I'm playing with some things to try and make it more um, YouTube friendly as well. So we're 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 trying to expand here. Um, I do this all for I do this all for you as much as for me because um, I think parents need a break, and that's that's really what this started was is. Is a, is a chance to kind of check out for 15 minutes and, and hopefully hear from someone um, that considers himself pretty average and uh, isn't a super parent like you see a lot on su- on, on social media. So, uh, again, thanks for tagging along here. Uh, you can follow me on all my socials at that nerd dad, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, I'd appreciate it if you left a review on iTunes of this podcast. That always helps with my statistics. And uh, again, thanks to you. Thanks to the DeanBlendell.com. Great network of podcasters over there. And powered by Blue. Continue to be powered by Blue. Um, I, I can't believe we've made it this far. And I'm looking forward to continuing to grow this thing a little bit more every week. So thanks again. Be well. Be safe. Take it easy. Thanks for listening. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey into Yoga podcast. 
It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at averyrich.com.